Welcome in this podcast, which is kind of a follow-up of my podcasts, uh, but which is kind of a new podcast uh, um, called uh, we don't actually know uh, the Objective Cologne podcast or the Swift uh, podcast, Swift Conf podcast. It's basically uh, um, a way for me uh, with two other guys, which I'm going to introduce in a minute, to be back in podcasting and at the same time speak about the conference. And I was motivated by this uh, coming back in the podcast era, if, if it works out, um, and this time in English, um, because of our recent trip to WWDC, where I could interview a few people. I will speak about this. But first, let's introduce my uh, co-podcasters, uh, as, I, as I call them, the Wicklings guys. Um, so, hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Maybe you can introduce yourself. Uh, so, uh, I'm Boris. Um, I'm the guy uh, who started Wicklings, and I was lucky enough to meet uh, Jelani after a few months. And uh, since then, we've been working on the project together. I'm Jelani. You can call me DJ. Uh, I met Boris uh while he was presenting his app and uh, we've been working together on it i mostly work on the android side of things but uh i'm pretty well versed on the ios side <laughs> but you've watched more objective c code than me for the last six months perhaps um, <laughs> porting makes, is a which, tough job which makes which makes it inter interesting and uh so yeah we we had a lot of fun like two weeks ago being in san francisco um a, a week together um um so i, I found out that it it this this three people works pretty works pretty good uh um, for for doing a podcast at least i hope so let's see if this combination works uh if um you guys don't know oh by the way i should probably introduce myself uh, um if you um, guys don't know where this is all coming from so i'm i'm stuff that's all they call me because my name is so long that nobody can pronounce it and my first name is so boring that nobody needs uh, to uh, to need it but if you uh, want to know more about more about me uh, just check out uh, pomcast p-o-m-c-a-s-t dot com uh, the website is actually pretty old it's it's an old wordpress 2.7 uh, which i should update for many many years i um i'm a, just a little bit known at least in france uh, and French-speaking countries uh, because of uh, this podcast that started in 2005. Uh, so it's nine years ago and it was pretty active uh, years ago and then I started being less active as I started being an, an iPhone developer. Isn't that um, ironic? Um, <laughs> I was very productive in podcasting when I was a, a .NET developer. Uh, so I'm an iOS developer myself, uh, a Cocoa developer, because I also have two Mac apps um, and I run the conference, um, Objective Cologne. So when they... Um, um, uh, when they announced Swift, um, I thought, okay, let's uh, book SwiftConf.com and might rename this. Um, in case you haven't heard of that, uh, Objective Cologne is a conference uh, which is uh, every year in uh, beautiful Cologne, Germany, but it's all in English. And this year I decided to run this as an Indiegogo um, campaign. Uh, the campaign has been running for for a few uh, weeks and I know many people know, know the conference and I know many people like the conference. It just so is that I decided that if we don't reach a certain amount of, of, of money or people, uh, being around 20k euro, that's about 50 people, it's the bare minimum to run it. So if you wanna have it, um, if you wanna have it happen, uh, just check out uh, the links that I will put on the on the show notes, and uh, uh, hopefully we can make it. Because if we don't make it, then we don't make it. Um, but still, we're gonna speak what we 
uh, would love to organize and w who would love to come to the conference. And the number one guy, uh, so basically the way it's going to run is I'm going to do a rundown uh, or we're going to do a rundown on the on the topics. Uh, and the number one guy that I would li like to have, and he's only going to come if we can make the conference happen, is, is actually also a conference guy in some ways. It's uh, John uh, Wolf Wrench, which has been a, a Cocoa developer for many, 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 many years. And he's worked for um, contracting for Apple, for example, or other companies. And uh, Wolf has actually accepted um, to hold a talk about Swift, the new uh, shiny language. Um, uh, in uh, in Cologne. So I don't know if you guys, by the way, in the meantime, could spend some time looking at Swift. Uh, yeah, I think we both read a lot and uh, or watched the sessions uh, on uh, WWDC about Swift. So yeah, okay. we have a so rough idea of that. What are your first your first thought about Swift? Um, it looks really really great. I mean, that's the first impression is that it looks more modern uh sexy uh useful practical uh, nice and uh you know it only has qualities for now it's a big leap forward it uh, really modernizes the the what is uh it really modernizes the languages available to uh, mac and ios developers um mm -hmm. bringing features like generics um that are important for, for nice, concise, uh, uh, quick, good code. Yeah. So I was lucky enough to start looking at it uh, as well, but then I was kind of posed because of a crash in one of my apps. Um, um, but from what I've read up until now, it, it's, it's, I, I, I really like it. Um, I like the fact that it doesn't give you too much freedom. Like now when you write an if, uh, you have to use curly braces, which is a very good idea. Um, on the other hand, you don't have to use parentheses because uh, they they are not necessary unless you want to express something which uh, mathematically makes sense to use parentheses or actually where you need to use parentheses in mathematics. Um, but um, it um, also gives you a lot of power that other languages had like um, math functions or stuff like that. Uh, uh, writing... Um, um, blocks is also easier actually um, or um, many other stuff um, so for someone who have uh, written um, quite a good amount of Ruby uh, Swift um, appeals to me um, but yeah I'm, I'm keen on seeing um, how it's um, gonna evolve over the over the next few months now it's time for us all developers to uh, debug uh, <laughs> not debug the language but report bugs um and um yeah and 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 see what we can do uh we'll talk a little bit later about what um the the ways to um um actually we can we can speak about that now i'm gonna move it up in the in the in the rundown in the show notes uh but one other talk that we're gonna have at uh, objective cologne is gonna be uh, a talk about uh um, software architecture, which is going to be given by Marcel. Marcel is uh, a software developer from Germany, but which is has been working with even back in the days with Next. Uh, so that would be interesting, by the way, to um, invite him and have his opinion on Swift. And he's going to speak about software ar ar architecture. So uh, obviously, um, I don't think Swift is changing a lot in um, the way you architect your apps. And and you guys cut me. Yeah, I don't think so, but I think that in the details it will help people uh, make better software, really. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, generics are certainly one thing. Um, but just the way the language is designed, it uh, it removes a whole host of uh, of common programming errors that are common in other languages, just to how the languages are designed. But mm. uh, in Swift, are not even possible, just because, for example, the fact that uh, nil is is in, ingrained deeply into the language, so that uh, you know. The, with the optionals and the fact that you can implicitly unwrap them, you you don't have to worry so much about uh, about writing code that uh, that will crash because uh, it'll be caught compile time rather than in the hands of a user. Yeah, the the the, the one thing that I like also is that it's probably harder to uh, mess up with the memory or something like that in in Swift. Um, I give you an example. I have uh, the crash that I was busy on 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 my app was actually um, when, uh, so I have this little uh, app for kids called uh, Flip, FFLP, which uh, was on the App Store for like a few hours. And then I had to take it out because I realized something which was very weird. I haven't, I hadn't seen that before. Uh, but when um, when people went into the, the in-app purchase store, um, they had to, because of the parental gate, they had to swipe up. And sometime I, I finally found out that it's when swiping up, I had a very nice, uh, and, and, and this is meant ironic, crash uh, called um, malloc error, blah, 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 the canary free, whatever. That sounded so um, beautiful, but it wasn't. Um, because the bulk of the problem was that I was basically, for whatever reason, writing junk into memory. Um, kind of a dangling pointer-ish, but the other way around error and and as far as i understood this is going to be harder to achieve and and that's a good thing with swift because uh we don't have pointers anymore we uh as far as i understood we have less um ways of basically messing up things yeah Yeah. it's all reference counted and and uh that kind of stuff is managed for you so you shouldn't unless you're writing a very low level library like uh you know decoding audio or video uh codecs you shouldn't have to worry about dealing with uh, putting junk into memory and, and getting junk back out. Yeah, I'm fine not I'm I'm fine not not being able to put junk into memory. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I was speaking with a developer re- uh, t- today about um, that very specific um, topics, and uh, he was asking me what so what do you think about the Objective C runtime and the fact that you might not have access to it in, in Swift? I thought it's a good thing. It's um, anyways and any. We ended up, or oh actually, they are the other developers said, "Well, you know what? We in worst case, we still have Objective C." And it's funny because I never saw it this way. Yeah. Now Objective C has been upgraded to a low-level language. Yeah, that's kind of the dirty, the dirty language, where you, even though the the runtime um, work is usually not even Objective C, it's, it is C. Um, but um, so here's the thing with Swift, as far as I understood, you cannot write. Plain C because Swift is not um, is not a superset on top of C. It is a complete, uh, yeah, a complete new language. Yeah, you cannot mix uh, both. I mean, C and Swift, but they so can still communicate. I mean, they are in different uh, uh, units, in different files. There is a way to communicate through uh, Objective C, and uh, you can make calls to functions and. So. It, it forces you to modular, modularize your code better, uh, to really think about, uh, like we were talking about before, software architecture. Uh, the stuff that touches the low-level direct memory access 
belongs in a, an Objective-C module. And the high-level stuff that is responsible for dealing with, uh, uh, with what the low-level does uh, can be written in Swift without worrying about uh, low-level problems. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because um, there is also a WWDC talk about um, integrating Swift with Objective-C, uh, something like that. Um, it is called, uh, and so um, th this is what they, they speak about, basically. Um, another interesting thing, by the way, speaking of the WWDC videos, is I don't know if you guys have seen that, but if you go at developer.apple.com uh, slash videos, uh, or slash WWDC slash videos, it used to be that uh, to access those videos, you needed to log in um, with your uh, credential, because mm -hmm. Uh, you needed to be basically uh, an iOS developer, a registered iOS developer. That is, that means pay a hundred bucks um, um, a year, and it's not the case anymore. Those videos are all public. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no NDA this year. Even the WWDC app doesn't ask for any developer credentials. Anybody is free to just download the free app uh, and watch all the sessions. So what they say about the NDA is Apple says you can post um, text, you just cannot post pictures of uh, screenshots of iOS 8 or whatever, something like that. But it's very interesting because, again, all the videos are free, so it's, it's it even another step further as last year. Um, it's You don't even have to pay 100 bucks, which really wasn't a big big deal but but I think it's a good thing because it means, um, yeah, it's first of all, it's easier. Also, you don't have to log in. Um, yeah, so... Um, that's uh, that's a very interesting move. Yeah. Um, so let's get back on track with um, the 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 kind of talk that we're gonna have at Objective Cologne or Swift SwiftConf, call it SwiftConf. Um, is um, we're also gonna have a, a talk by Uli Kusterer. Uli is a, a, a German developer who works for Elgato. Elgato is a pretty cool uh, um, software and hardware company um, uh, focused on. On many awesome products, and they are based in Munich, but also in San Francisco. Um, and um, um, Uli is, has a talk basically called um, uh, "All All um, the Programming Languages Are Are, um, are um, uh, Broken," so to say. Uh, and um, um, so the uh, actual name of the talk is uh, "Why Programming Sucks and How to Make It Better." <laughs> it's interesting that he. Um, going to hold a talk about it um, after we have Swift because many people have complained years long that we don't have um, a new um, programming language um, and now we finally have it so but that said um, I don't think Swift um, will change Uli's talk much because uh, I mean programming still sucks in the way that it's still kind of the same as it used to be 40 years ago like we just write um, source files and they get compiled um, uh, but it's it's a very kind of almost esoteric <laughs> um, topic because I don't exa I don't exactly know what we could uh, do yeah do better. you have an idea what uh, he proposes to change that situation well th there was an interesting talk at NS conference about that about the fact that we could um, have like uh, I don't know uh, uh, the result of our code in a database or something like that um, or program with other concepts and there is certainly a lot of stuff that have, have been evolved, like the fact that Apple pushes, um, um, for example, um, storyboards. Uh, y y you can nowadays, depending on what kind of apps you do, but there are certainly a massive amount of apps that you could develop very quickly with storyboard and a few lines of code. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I'm keen on seeing this this talk, especially given given the new Swift and I mean, give it another few weeks. And, uh, and by the way, Objective Cologne is in September, September 23rd to 25th. Um, and um, so yeah, by then um, Swift will be will have evolved a little bit. I hope so because in its current state, Swift is sort of broken as well. I mean, it's good for night for writing a uh, a quick little high level module, but uh, it's missing some key features that uh, um, that many many other languages uh, have. I don't know if they don't plan on. Um, implementing them in the final Swift spec, or if they just didn't have time and they wanted to get this out the door. But one example would be um, access modifiers. If you want to have a, um, a Swift module have some kind of uh, business logic that's implementation specific and no other class needs to know about it, uh, it's kind of not really possible. Do you mean uh, getters and setters by that? Uh, well, getters and setters uh, would uh, are supposed to wrap uh, an instance variable that might be private or protected. Private meaning only the class can use it, and protected meaning only a um, subclass. But uh, as it is, everything is public. So you can't, you can write a getter and a setter, but somebody could go around the back of the getter or the setter and, um, and change uh, mm. the variable. I'm actually not, su not sure about that, but the, the one thing that I saw is that. Um um, there's no way anymore to access uh, uh, an instance variable because there is no such thing as an instance variable from the outside um, or even from the inside. Like if you want to reference, say you have a, a, a variable in your class called uh, 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 whatever size, um, you, d you cannot reference it as size or underscore size like in the past. You have to do self.size. Um, there there is no direct accessor anymore, so to say. That um, may be, but if the class itself needs internal logic to deal with size and then only wants to expose at a high level, you know, small, big, or large, but internally it wants to store a number, you can't hide the number. Yeah, yeah, I haven't checked that. So, But, but, it, but it certainly is so that, that Swift um, will be changed over the next few months or and years um, and it will be interesting to see um, how far we've come along at the next dub dub like uh, in a year or so and see um, yeah how much um, how for example see when uh, when uh, iOS 8 launch um, how many apps have been written in Swift like if you were today to start a new app and uh, that you would take uh, the gutsy decision of saying okay I'm, I'm gonna make this in Swift um, uh, well, first of all, I wonder how long it's going to take before you realize, okay, actually we cannot, let's, uh, let's get back to objective C. And if, if you make it happen, um, then let's see how many apps, um, that would be an interesting statistic that we're not going to have, sadly. But I, um, I don't see uh, any reason why someone who, who had, uh, made, a, a Swift app would go back to objective C. I mean, um... No, that's not my point. My point is actually if it works, if, if, if we can, um, uh, the, the state of Swift right now is probably limiting the possibilities at some point. And so, I mean, I just had the idea, maybe I should do or somebody else, please do it. I have enough stuff to do. Um, kind of a website where people can say, or maybe just a tweet with a hashtag, I did, my app is done in Swift. Because that would be totally interesting to know when iOS 8 launch, when because to 
basically for those who don't know you um if you're gonna do an app in swift it means you need um uh, xcode 6 and uh, if you do your app in xcode 6 it means you cannot um, publish it uh, to the app store until uh, xcode 6 is, is out of beta and that basically means just before ios 8 is released and um, even though doing a uh, an app in swift uh, the, the app can work in ios 7 and i even read in ios 6 but uh, who cares about iOS 6? Anyways. Well, of course, it compiles to native code, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I guess as long as the, the SDK is there. Uh, but the point is that, yeah, that would be interesting to see how many people actually did the change already and the move already. And, again, if some stuff are not working, um, then just start a class in Objective-C. Um, but uh, I don't see what, uh, what could not work. I mean, uh, maybe the, the language is not fully mature, but uh, it's fully fun functional. I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of anything that you can do in Objective C that you couldn't in uh, in Swift. Well, I'll tell you that in a couple of weeks, anyways, because it it so is that I'm starting a um, a new project next week, which uh, will have a, ver a, a first alpha release um, early August, uh, and and plan on being on the store as soon as. Uh, um, iOS 8 is there uh, because we're most probably going to make it iOS 8 only, um, um, and so so I will try it. I I um, spoke about that with the with the customer and um, we pondered the fact of doing it or not, and um, yeah I I I will try it. It might be so that that after a few days I I just realize it's not doable, but I think it is, and um, I don't know why it it wouldn't be. Uh, and again, yeah, the but the, the you remember the WWDC app has been made in Swift. Yeah, true. So, I mean, true. Apple has already probably um, at least this app and maybe others who know. Um, so, but yeah, um, if I don't think about it, uh, please remember me. Maybe just a simple um, hashtag on Twitter, just like you know the the when you when your app has been released on the App Store, you have to say how many days. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. The app has been in review. There is something like that. So we could do the same thing like uh, I did my app in Swift uh, or made with Swift, hashtag made with Swift. And then we would know uh, how many apps uh, are made with Swift. Um, yeah, but uh, actually it can be made with Swift or uh, half of it can be made in Swift. Well, that's or the other they problem. could update only the uh, interface uh, staff in Swift. Or if you have only one unit that is written in Swift. I mean, uh, well, how do you evaluate the? Uh, well, the that's the of problem. Swift. I would say made made with Swift. The Swift means like over whatever eighty or ninety percent of the of the code is is Swift. It's I think it's cool if for for technical reason you have um, an Objective C or even a C part of your app, but very very tiny. It's not like I added a class in Swift and I can call it made with Swift. But anyways, it's it's at the at the, at the appreciation of the developers anyways yeah, because yeah. if it sounds if a little bit like made in Switzerland. You know, there are big <laughs> debates about that. <laughs> what does, it, what with does Swift, that mean? Swift. Oh, in that's a very good. Well, go go and reserve Switzerland.com. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, um, okay. Um, there, One last thing about uh, how uh, broken programming languages are. Uh, yeah. You started that by mentioning that coding hasn't really changed in all these years. You're just writing lines of text in an IDE. But, uh, but now with all the new stuff that they've added to uh, Interface Builder and Storyboards and for the times where you absolutely have to write code, they have uh, the Playground. 
Yeah, true. That's a um, that's 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 a good that's that's a good mention. True. Uh, well, that's that makes that makes a bit big difference in in, in the way people are going to learn uh, Swift because one of the problems with Objective C I found was that um, uh, unless you used uh, some apps. Um, um, that specifically allowed you to do that, you still always had to write a good amount of uh, boilerplate code and um, things like that, or write a main function or whatever stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, and I, uh, Ruby is, is is cool because there is RRB, any any REPL um, read evaluate print loop. Uh, Python has the same stuff. Um, and and so so the fact that Swift has a REPL and even better than a REPL, uh, the because at the end of the day a storyboard is nothing else than a a graphical user interface around a REPL, um, which well I just said it's not more than but it's actually a big, uh, it's it's kind of an under understatement what I just said because it's a big deal like like having those graphs um, that are showing up the or oh, a value changes over time. Or having those sliders when you're in a loop where you can actually have a UI view changing over time and things like that. That's that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. The fact that you can not only um, play around with uh, just simple uh, mathematical code, but the fact that you can play around with actual UI kit or app kit code. Yeah, that it's is actually going to be awesome. great for, for game developers who want to write, you know, uh, Yeah, or even for us, like say you want to test something with whatever two two UI views, um, then you write it very quickly. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know. The one thing that would be awesome though, would be that um, inside your code, um, you you can just run something like if it was in a playground. Yeah, or inside the documentation also. As far as I understood, you can even modify the, the code in the documentation and test different yeah, that, variants. That works. There is this getting started dot playground. Um, and and basically it's interesting the way it's done uh, but you you can totally that's what i was looking at when learning swift i was learning swift and then you have um, samples and then you can change the samples mm. that that's pretty cool actually yeah um and someone did um someone did um a text uh, sorry a, a markdown a way to to write those kind of documentation using Markdown. So where you basically in Markdown write your text and then you, you know, you write code like when you write it on Stack Overflow, like you put a tick and then, or three ticks and then you put your code and the Markdown, uh, whatever compiler will understand that this is code and so produce this as a as code part, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Okay, here's another topic uh, on Objective Cologne or SwiftConf. It's gonna be hard for me to <laughs> name myself SwiftConf. Um, is um, Halle Winkler is a developer. Um, it's an American developer. Uh, she lives in Berlin, though, um, and um, um, she has a company called PolitePix, uh, and her Twitter handle is PolitePix as well. And she did a pretty cool talk recently um, about um, ethics um, and and all the the things like. Uh, that touched that touch us recently, like NSA story and Snowden, why not, what not. Um, so our talk is actually called Post-Apocalyptic Technical Ethics Extended Remix. It's a little bit over the top, uh, but it's basically um, a talk which 
speaks about all the problem with um, our surveillance and things like that, and basically what we uh, um, could do about it, developers. Uh, and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like now um, if I'm working in a big company and I'm um, I'm told to save all this data <coughs> in a dat in the database, maybe I will speak with the guys and ask them, are you sure we need to save that in the database? Um, mm. Yeah, because developers need to exercise responsibility with uh, with what they save, how they save it and uh, how informed their users are on what's being saved. Yeah. But probably mainly uh, on what is done with the, uh, with the, uh, the data afterwards. Uh, because I guess a lot of people that work at um, the big companies that have been involved in the NSA investigations and so on have no clue about, about uh, the fact that their the data they are saving with their programs uh, can end up in the in the hands of uh, the NSA, for example. So maybe every everybody should uh, take the responsibility to uh, at least ask the question. I mean, it re it remembers me of my one of my uh, student jobs. I found a job at uh, Elna. Elna is a company that does uh, ironing uh, iron irons for uh, women and men, of course. <laughs> and um, for clothes. But actually, when I arrived at the uh, at the factory, they told me uh, women are working on the ironing uh, stuff, and uh, men are here on the right. And so for a few days, I did different uh, metallic pieces of of uh, hardware. And uh, after a few days, I asked, "But uh, what are we doing?" And they told me, uh, "Oh, that this is a part for a weapon." I said, "What?" And uh, yeah, they told me actually the uh, the male branch of the factory was uh, dealing with the uh, armament, and um, so that was kind of a shock. And I guess uh, I could have asked before, and because then I had the um, uh, a choice to make: should I stay in that factory because that was kind of against my uh, my views, uh, or not? And uh, I guess a lot of uh, poor guys in these uh, uh, big companies like Facebook and so on just never asked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for yeah. apps that collect more data than they need to, just to have it, just in case, uh, you know, whatever excuse they come up with that they're not using it, um, there's always the risk. I mean, however small, however conspiratorially want to make it out to be for a government agency to say oh well you have that data and that interests us uh and then you know take a look at it and give you a gag order so that you can't actually you know tell your users oops we messed up yeah well that's the other thing is, is also about security is actually um i know security is hard and and sometimes a pain uh, to implement but um the basic think we can actually do to make um, um, NSA or, or other stuff like in Germany for example the uh, what's called the Bundesnachrichtagentur the BNA um, is kind of the same or GCSD in, in England for to make them their work harder is actually to implement some security because obviously if you um, communicate with your server without uh, uh, without uh, SSL or stuff like that it's easier to play the man in the middle or stuff like that 
Um, on the other hand, um, the guys working at those uh, big things like the NSA, the computer guys, um, they are probably the best ones. Um, so it's kind of hard to compete with them, but it's better to try to fight even if you know you might lose the battle, but at least try to fight and put some, some securities and some ways of, uh, yeah. I mean, security is good against hacking, but when it comes to government agencies, it doesn't mean much because, I mean, there have been leaks uh, on WikiLeaks um, that have shown that uh, the NSA has requested um, the SSL certificate so that they can perform man in the middle attacks even using SSL pinning. You know, they huh. have the private key uh, for for these SSL communications. So it actually doesn't matter that it's SSL. They can still listen because, you know, it's in the law that they can come up to you and say, give us everything and don't tell anyone about it. Hmm. So the point isn't security is good uh, against hacking. But when it comes to government, you just need to decide, do we really need all this information on our users? Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll speak about it again. Um, this ethics theme theme is um, is something who comes back every time. Like at um, AltConf um, this year in San Francisco, there was another talk about this, or actually a whole panel. By the way, speaking of panels, um, SwiftConf is so made since two years, or actually it used to be called Objective Cologne, um, that uh, we have a panel at the end of each day, and and one of the questions that I I'm readying for the panels is obviously about ethics and obviously about what we should do about it and so I'm keen on seeing what uh, what um, the speakers um, might might say, might say about it actually um, let's move let's let's stay some a little bit NSA ish um, and move to another theme called um, uh, which is done by Max Christ um, it's uh, it's about AV foundation it's AV foundation advanced uh, Max is a developer working for Boinks, uh, which is a pretty cool company doing uh, exclusively Mac and iOS software. Um, um, and uh, uh, Max has, um, um, which is a good friend of mine living in Cologne as well, has kind of two uh, specialties and special thing um, he's good at, um, among tons of other stuff he's good at. But anyway, it's uh, OpenGL and AV Foundation. So I didn't want to talk about OpenGL. <laughs> Uh, but I, I really wanted to talk about AV Foundation because I, I think all the things you can do with the with videos and audio on the iOS platform is, is actually pretty awesome. The other thing which is awesome is that AV Foundation is, is pretty much in the meantime um, uh, universal in that it works on iOS and on macOS with the same framework. Um, the thing that is not nice is, um, is uh, that I discovered something which probably not everybody knows, but that's what I call the spy bug, and it's not a bug. Um, I actually have a, a, ra a radar opened and even a project on GitHub, which shows you, um, um, I don't remember if it's on GitHub or on Stack Overflow, uh, but it basically shows you um, that uh, you can, with uh, very little code, with a few lines of code only, um, you can uh, write an app which records your video and you will be uh, basically spied. Um, without knowing about it. Did, did, yeah. I, did I tell you guys about that before? Yeah, I saw you? that. In, I, I don't remember if Chidlani was still in, in uh, San Francisco when you showed that, but uh, I personally uh, saw it. Yeah, okay. You made a demo to a blogger. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, the guy was quite impressed. Well, yeah, uh, 
but that said, I I demo that to um, uh, to a blogger, but uh, still I haven't seen it written nowhere on any blogs <laughs> and nobody crying or shouting actually. I'm surprised that that wasn't a part of um, iOS 8 is adding a permission for for that because before iOS apps had permission to do whatever they wanted on the system and it was only around iOS 4 or 5 that they added permissions for accessing um, photos and contacts and uh, the microphone. I don't know why they, they haven't added it for for just plain you know immediate images and constant video taking uh i know that um uh some map apps actually i don't know if that's the case anymore but at least for a while they uh they used the fact that they could use the camera without asking you uh to just have the camera filming constantly uh and then not doing anything bad with it we hope but using the uh, brightness levels to determine whether uh, it should change the UI when you're uh, doing navigation. So when you're doing a turn-by-turn -turn navigation and it sees that it's dark, you know, it can make the screen dark so that uh, you aren't blinded while you're driving in a tunnel or at night. Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, there is this, um, this uh, permission asking actually exists. It is asked um, in China, which is funny. So the gist of it is um, the 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 little trick with my code, which is on Stack Overflow, is that I don't add I don't add um, an audio um, input. Um, if you add an audio input, and you've probably seen that in a couple of apps, it um, iOS will ask you if it can use your your microphone. Mm -hmm. So if you say no, um, I guess um, it won't. Um, um, record your voice but it will still record your video um, I did it on purpose not to ask for the sound so what I'm recording is a video without sounds in effect um, and, and, and the reason I do it is because there there is no um, LED in the front uh, showing you that the camera is recording or whatever so you don't, you don't know um, and what I don't understand is that um, I know we want simple machines on, but but on the other hand, the the LED on the Mac is n is not disturbing, and so I imagine that having a simple LED or not even a LED, actually, it could be something in the UI in the uh, in the status bar or something. Yeah, like exactly. that. an indicator, like you have yeah. one for uh, Bluetooth and one for uh, communication. I mean, internet. Uh, communication. But I mean, the yeah. whole status bar changes color when uh, an app is recording. It changes to red. Uh, changes to green if um, you're doing turn-by-turn -turn navigation. It's another color for if you're in a call. Uh, it's a different color green. Uh, yeah. Another one for if you're sharing your um, uh, your 3G connection over Wi-Fi's. I mean, most of it is so that you know, oh, I have something that could possibly be draining my battery or something that I should be aware of. Uh, and then tapping the status bar can let you do something with that. Yeah. Uh, if um, the video is being used to, if the camera is being used to record, it would be nice if there was just, it doesn't even have to change color, just a little icon. Yeah, by the way, it's a duplicate bug. My bug is a duplicate, so Apple knows about it. Um, but they are not keen on doing anything, uh, which, <laughs> which is weird. So the the little um, code I did was actually um, I record your video three seconds, and then I just when I'm done, I upload it to my server, and so that's it. I have it, um, and um, that's the code I s kind of sent at Apple. And um, um, sadly, I wasn't smart enough to actually record because otherwise I would have had nice videos from Cupertino. 
That's um, inside Cupertino. That's one um, advantage I, that uh, Android has had for a long time over iOS is that when you're, I mean, I don't know how many people actually read uh, when they buy an app, but uh, before you install an app, it tells you everything that the app can do. And so if you're downloading a, I don't know, uh, a puzzle game and it says that it can read from the camera and yeah. look at the GPS and you know that there are no ads. Um, I don't know. I think it's actually wonder. better. It is a, it, it's a little bit comparable to um, if an app is going to use your Facebook account, it tells you it's going to use this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Right now on iOS, the way it is is that we have four pop-ups coming one after each other, asking you permission to record your microphone, get your location, send, uh, you, send push you push notif notification. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so on and so forth access to your contacts access to your calendar and it's ridiculous i have this this app which i really love called uh, michael m-i-c-a-l which is a calendar app and uh, the developer knows it's not the best uh, user experience but he doesn't um, have another option right now when you start the app the first time it asks you for whatever four things um, um, um and i think it would be better if we have like a list like you said on like it, it is on android but um yeah, Apple has to come up with, with a UI to do that. And maybe this is something we'll see in iOS 9. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, on Android in the beginning, it was not very good. You had this big list, but it was only technical terms. So if you didn't know what uh, some of the more technical terms were, you still had no idea what the app was doing. And I think that uh, recently they've done a good job of um, consolidating similar stuff into different headings using icons for you know the camera for the microphone and it's gotten a lot better okay let's move on to the next thing we have is we will have uh, somebody coming all the way from uh, Canada actually from uh, Ottawa um, this is Philippe Casgrain uh, which uh, we discovered is actually um, um, is not native tongue is actually uh, French or Canadian French uh, but he, and this is something also I didn't know is that Ottawa is um, half of the city is is like French speaking. Uh, so anyway, Philip is coming, uh, and and Philip is an organizer from uh, NS North, which is a conference in in Ottawa, and he's going to speak about MapKit um, overlays. Uh, so MapKit is very interesting theme um, and subject. Um, uh, for one thing, my good friend Otwin Gens, which has been speaking for the last two years at Objective, Objective Cologne, um, has is running a business out of MapKit. Basically, uh, check out his app called Where To, and and this. Um, I mean, I'm not going to enter into MapKit too much, except for speaking about uh, the iOS 8 flyovers, um, which is actually very impressive. Do you, you guys watch the video before? Uh, no, we did not. Yeah. Okay, uh, so basically, um, the flyovers <coughs> is al already exist today nowadays, and, uh, but, but the way they did it in iOS 8, and it, this is a little bit hidden, it's uh, some French developer who found out that there is a way to um, um, activate it in the betas. Um, and uh, apparently, um, you yeah you basically you you go over a city like if you were flying o over it. Um, so the the thing I'm asking myself is, as a developer, uh, MapKit and core location has given us over the years more and more and more stuff. One of the last stuff was this overlay thing, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's not the last stuff, but uh, um, and I wonder is if, if if at what point one point we will have an API to play around with things like flyover or whatever. 
But um, why don't you describe what exactly is this uh, this overlay? Because flyover is uh, we're just talking about the three D buildings uh, for different cities that they've had planes fly over, right? Oh, the the overlay is it's actually it's simple to explain, but it's um, it's worth a complete talk about it uh, because talks are only forty five minutes, so I can't imagine you can do forty five minutes about overlays. Um, it's basically, um, yeah, you 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 imagine you 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 can write down. In a city, which which um, street um, you covered? Like uh, last year at Objective Colognes, um, or I should say at Objective Code, which is the the hackathon part of Objective Cologne, uh, which is going to happen this year again. It's two two days conference, and the third day we all get together and we hack the whole day, and so we can practice what we just learned, for example. Um, and so um, last year I did uh, a hack where I uh, said I was going to work on I was gonna work on an app which allows me to distribute um, flyers for my uh, for the, the the local elections and and to do that it's, it's just like distributing newspapers you go in a street from doors to doors and you put uh, the, the paper in the in the in the post box or even you um, you know you ring the bell and you speak to people and so you could say in flyover uh, sorry, in, in overlays, you could say I, I did those streets. Or overlay is also the technology which is used if you use a, an app uh, for running, for example, and then you run and then the GPS tracks you and know exactly where you were. So it, it overlays. Or you could imagine overlays uh, being uh, a way to overlay some, um, some buildings, like um, say, okay, this building is in red, this building is in green, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, imagine if you work on whatever demographics and that you say, I don't know, like black people lives here and white people lives here, which is, by the way, is totally not doable in some countries uh, for obvious reasons. Um, so that's, that's, that's the way. It's basically, imagine you have a pen and you write on a map. Uh, with if, if you take the, the analogy, uh, well, the analog analogy, pen and paper. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool, actually. I'm keen on seeing... Um, Felix speak, speaking about this. Yeah, that sounds like a, a cool thing. It sounds so yeah. like something that uh, people who are into uh, geocaching would like. Yeah, that's exactly the other thing. Yeah, you can put many stuff like this. Um, okay, let's move to probably one of the last uh, subjects for today at least. We will hopefully uh, make another podcast of this. If you guys like, we could come back very often. Um, of the topic is open source. Uh, there's going to be kind of two talks about open source at Objective Cologne, uh, SwiftConf. <laughs> um, this is a hard one for me. Um, uh, one talk is by Drew McCormack. Drew has been already uh, at Objective Cologne 2012, uh, the first year we made it. Um, he uh, works in a couple of, of apps. Um, his company is called the Mental Faculty. Um, and um, uh, one of his app is, is actually called Mental Case. And um, he has also been working over the years uh, in uh, um, on, on some open source project. One of them I use called Coreplot, which is a plotting framework. If you have a need to do some plotting framework, uh, Coreplot is, is pretty cool. Even though it, it's going to cost you uh, a few days or weeks of uh, wrapping your head around Coreplot. But uh, I mean... If no, if somebody needs some uh, some somebody who knows Scorplot, just just yeah, get in touch with me. I I know this stuff. Uh, anyways, um, and um, recently um, Drew um, has started another uh, open source project called um, 
Ensembles, which is a very Frenchy name, uh, which is uh, a project which does uh, syncing, basically uh, uh, core data syncing. Um, and uh, and he did something interesting in that he, it's open source, but he also sells it. And the way he, he puts it is that he basically uh, he sells uh, things like support and things like that. So he's going to talk about that. Um, the other thing is um, is Eloy, or the other guy is Eloy Duran. Um, and by the way, both of those guys live in Amsterdam. Um, um, Drew is originally from Australia, but lives lives in Amsterdam and speaks Dutch, as I could, um, as I could um, assure me. I mean, he, he's been living there forever, so his Dutch is probably like my German. Um, uh, my Dutch is not like my German. Um, um, and Eloy um, is uh, the guy behind CocoaPods, but he is also the guy be uh, behind. Uh, well, it's it's one of the guy who worked a lot on Mac Ruby, and he actually now works for um, Hipbyte, the company behind uh, Ruby Motion. And uh, he's going to do a talk about CocoaPods, but also about the f uh, philosophy about uh, open source software, and um, yeah, um, um, a lot of stuff like that. Um, the thing that I want to emphasize is that as a developer. Um, it is if y you have two ways of having good references for f for work. If you ever f find yourself having to find a job, which me being a freelancer, I I do it very often, and I'm, I'm slowly getting tired of doing this very often. Um, the the two questions that you get all the time is number one is do you have an app, and if so, what is your app? So in 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 your case, guys, having built Wikilinks, should you ever one day uh, should should Wikilinks one day not work so so good anymore, and should you g need to get a job? This is now some reference because at this point it doesn't really matter how successful uh, the app is and how much money the app brings. You you just have to have a very good app to show on the App Store, um, and people don't care about how much money you make out of it. Um, even though to be honest, if you make good amount of money out of it, it's probably because it's it's the app is pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it depends on what they are looking for. I mean, if they just want a coder, then they care about the code because you can have great code, a great app, and be a bad marketer or designer. Or, yeah, but I design, mean, yeah, true. So, true. Um, I mean, it all depends on what uh, they are looking for. You can have a great app, but uh, with terrible code behind it. Yeah, well, th so that's the other thing. And that's, that's kind of my point because... Um, the number two second thing is they will ask for code. Um, so whether you're proud of your code or not, it's another question. But if you have, the good thing about open source is if you have some kind of open source project, why well you need to have the code being somehow cleaner than if it's not open source, because everybody will be able to look at the source, to play around with the source. Everybody needs to be able to modify the source. Um, uh, so that's the other thing that people keeps on asking you as a reference um it's interesting yet over the last two years uh i've been asked a lot of time uh about my github account and that wasn't the case uh before like three four years ago a um, couple of years ago people uh, would just ask for a cv and see what you've done and uh, now they and then after a while they started asking for reference on the app store um, of course obviously the problem of being a freelancer is that you work a lot of time on NDA project and and project where you basically are just a coding monkey and you don't exist. Um, uh, oh, by the way, um, good tip for me: if you can work out your NDAs to be NDA, but that allows you to s to speak about what kind of apps you uh, 
you worked on, um, it's probably the way to go. Um, that is exactly what I'm going to deal um, next week. Uh, and um, since I haven't um, signed an NDA already, I can already say that I'm going to work on some kind of soccer app, football. Mm. Uh, um, so it's interesting, uh, but there's actually not so much to say about it. But when the app is going to be out, I want to be able to say, hey, I built the app. Um, I was hired to build the app. It's not my company, but I'm the one behind that. Um, a lot of time you find yourself um, having to hide this for the rest of your life. Uh, and it's actually terrible uh, because if you build something pretty cool, you want to show it. Uh, but, uh, why should you hide that? I mean, you can have a non-disclosure agreement on uh, the technology, on uh, the financial part of the, uh, the project and everything. But why should you hide the fact that you did the, the project? Well, because I guess if you write If you sign a, a complete NDA without any, any exclusion, then it's, it means you, you cannot speak about the project. That's it. So you cannot speak about... Uh, your, your name is obviously nowhere. And, and you cannot... So if you can work out a deal where you can actually speak, and even better, where you will be somewhere in some about box as uh, main lead developer or whatever, uh, that's the best thing to do. And um, uh, yeah. Um, and th So that's the reason why also... That's kind of the, the, the negative thing that I see about being in a uh, uh, being a freelancer is that if you work for a company, at least uh, imagine somebody working for Boeing, for example, the company. So um, and the company release uh, what are the project co product called uh, um, um, Boeing's TV, for example. So you can say I've been working on Boeing's TV uh, from 2010 through 2012 because I was working at this company and they do this project. Um, obviously, they have to believe you in that, uh, but you don't sign a, an NDA with the company which employs you, uh, at least I don't think so, where you cannot say, because it's obvious, right? It's obvious, uh, at least for small companies on which product. I mean, good example is companies who only have one product. Uh, um, or if you worked at, for example, big companies or like Facebook, you can say, I worked on this project or this project although it depends i mean like but anyway the nda is there for i mean has been uh, invented to protect the the company against uh competition that wouldn't be uh possible without uh, their secrets or to protect them uh, from uh, legal attacks uh, and that kind of stuff but uh it's not to avoid uh, i mean to forbid uh their previous uh, workers to find a new job so uh, i doubt they would even uh, care if you if they found out that you you said something about the project that i mean i worked i'm the guy before behind that uh, project uh why should they then care yeah, about depends, that and attack I guess, yeah. unless you're It's... doing something really crazy for for the government there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to um Uh, put a stamp on your work and be able to tell other people about it. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if the product is public, I don't see the problem. Yeah, maybe. yeah, that's that's also another thing. But anyways, um, anyways, we we're gonna stay there for for this week uh, or this time. We really have no idea how often are we gonna do this. Uh, uh, every uh, week would be a possibility. Every two weeks, I don't know, every month, whatever. Um, depending on on the feedback that we we get about this. Um, I would love to um, see um, 
many of you uh, at uh, Objective Cologne uh, or SwiftConf. Uh, I, I just want to remind it again, uh, and it's funny because we are our own sponsor. <laughs> um, um, I, uh, the, so the, if you go to swiftconf.com or objcgn.com, um, or if you just follow the links that I'm writing down here, um, you will end up on Indiegogo. There's this project which is going to be uh, done in like uh, 10 days or something like that. And um, th the, the, the conference costs uh, 400 euros, 399 euros actually. Um, obviously, pe people would think you can make it cheaper, uh, but I don't know a way of making a cheaper three days conference with um, good food and, and good... Very um, good food. Yeah, ver very good food. Yeah, I can. Yeah. So, and by the way, you, you guys have been at the conference last year. I uh, was there last year and I can confirm that the catering was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was there for two years and uh, can confirm that food was great both times. And the party as well. Yeah, and everything. It's like an intimate conference. Uh, I mean, yeah, the size is like human. I mean, you really get in touch with people. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's only about... 100 people even less than that a little bit less than that um and um again there is a party on the first um the first day which uh which is uh, included in the price uh on that party there is wine and beer as much as you want at least as much as we have uh <laughs> which has been okay for the last two years um and um, also during the day there is enough uh, um, uh, soft drinks as you want as well i don't uh um start charging for every single uh, coke you drink for example um, and uh, and again the third day there is a hackathon where we gather all together at a very nice location I mean the location for the conference is also very nice it's uh, it's an old auction house um, but the location for the hackathon is is more central in, in Cologne and it's uh, it's uh, at a place called Startplatz which is kind of a startup um, incubator uh, which is uh, pretty cool uh, which is probably where I'm going to work, by, by, by the way, uh, as of next week, uh, at least for a couple of weeks on this project. Um, so that's it for this time. Thank you guys for being there. Uh, where can we, where can you find, where can we find you uh, and find your product and so on and so forth? We're on, uh, well, our app is called Wikilinks. Uh, the website is wikilinks.net, W-I-K-I-L-I-N-K-S. Uh, uh, you can reach me at... Uh, uh, D.K.E.B.A.I.L.I. at wikilinks.net. And uh, as far. Sorry? No, go ahead. Okay, and my email uh, is boris at wikilinks.net. And uh, yeah, we can reach us. Uh, you can reach us also on the App Store, of course. Uh, just have a look and uh, put a comment if, you, if you'd like. Okay, and I am not on email. <laughs> I'm on this thing called Twitter, uh, which is no, I have an email, but nobody cares. Um, so Twitter, I'm on stuff, stuff MC on Twitter, STUFFMC. Um, if you want to check out the conference, check out SwiftConf uh, with a F at the end, so Swift and then C O N F. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys can um, uh, basically uh, um, um, check out the conference. Oh, by, th by the way, there are also some sponsor slots. Last year we had a few sponsors, so this year that would be awesome to have a few sponsors as well. Um, and uh, yeah, speak to you soon about all those funky stuff like Swift and so on and so forth. See you guys. It's been okay, fun. see you. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's a wrap. <laughs>